A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Michigan. It is week six of the high school football season. Lots of exciting action to get to tonight. We are going to be breaking down so many games across the state. We're going to be looking at the top 10 in every division. And that starts with division four. Tonight, the seventh ranked Freeland Falcons got a win over Bay City John Glenn. The final in that one, it was Freeland 52 to nothing over John Glenn. Here to talk about that is the busiest high school football coach in the state of Michigan, Kevin Townsend. Kevin, thank you so much for making the time for me this evening. It has been a busy day for you, and you capped it off with a huge win on the road. How'd you guys get it done tonight? Um, you know, just went back to basics. I think last week, uh, going against Frankenmuth, you see all the defensive guys flying all over the field. I think we got away from some of the things that we do well, and this week we just went back to being basic, and um, we were able to run for 395 yards, and, and our quarterback was 5 of 7 for 77 and a touchdown. So, um, you know, different guys scoring. I think we had six different guys score a touchdown tonight. So just back to being basic football. Defensively, we played pretty well. I didn't get a chance to talk to you last week. I missed your call, and I am so sorry that uh, that did not take place. But I know that was a tough loss for you guys last week against Frankenmuth but it looks like you bounced back in a big way. What was the mood like after that game, and what were some of the things that you took from that game into tonight's game? You know, it's just, Frankenmuth is one of those programs that we're kind of chasing now, you know, and we kind of take on some of the things that they do. I'm sure there's schools that copy some of the things that we do and so on and so forth. We're all sort of thieves in the football industry, but, um, you know, with that game, I thought we were extremely physical defensively. It was a 7 nothing game at halftime. We were just missed a touchdown off of, off the fingertips of Ty Fournier to make it a 7-7 game at halftime and maybe could have changed uh, the outcome a little bit. But we, we just played extremely physical football uh, defensively and um, just kind of took that into tonight's game. We, we gave up uh, 60 yards of total offense tonight, um, 34 rushing and 25 passing, so uh, 26 passing. So, um, you know, just taking that from the defensive side, our defense played outstanding all night, gave uh, our offense great field position and um, – you know, last week we weren't able to move the ball, so that comes on to our offensive line, and our offensive line kind of took uh, took on the challenge this week of just getting better. Um, played really well tonight. What were some uh, things that you came away with that you were really impressed with in terms of getting a shutout tonight? Well, anytime you can shut somebody out. I mean, you know, last week I got shut out. That's the first I've been shut out three times in se- in 17 years. So, um, you know, first that that to happen to us. That's a really, really, really good 
Frankenmuth defense and a really good Frankenmuth football team. So for us to be able to do that, you have to have a lot of things go right. Um, but, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is assignment football and all 11 guys doing their job and not trying to do somebody else's job. And by doing that, you know, um, you're able to rally guys to the football and, and uh, give, not give up big plays. What were some lessons that you took from that Frankenmuth game? Because, like you said, that's only the third time that you've been shut out. Uh, when you were walking off the field, what were some things that were going through your mind at that moment? Uh, I wish I had about seven of their kids playing for us. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they got they have some dudes. I mean, they really, really do, and and uh, we do too. And I think I thought our front seven defensively matched up really well against their front seven offensively. Um, but their front seven defensively kicked our offense's butt. I mean, we really weren't able to. Well, I think we might have had 65 yards of total offense um, last week. We had no time to throw the ball and weren't getting any lanes to run the ball. So those are just, you know, things that you can take from film and watch where we can get better and communicate better offensively. And like I said, defensively, I thought we played really well. I mean, 21, you know, points, you don't want to give those up. Like I said, it was a 7 nothing game, you know, at halftime. And uh, we had a pass interference call. Uh, which totally was a pass interference call that, that gave them some good field position on a third down. And then uh, uh, we had a, an unsportsmanlike conduct that gave them another first down. They gave them you know, another first down to score their third touchdown. So like I said, defensively, that's kind of what we went into the season with. We only have three returners on offense back, and those are all three offensive linemen. Um, so, you know, to, to be doing what we've been doing has been nice, but, you know, to get shit, shut out, He's very humbling quickly, and it just makes you know that you have things to work on every every week. And so you bounce back tonight, and now you're five and one. How were you able to set the tone in this one pretty early tonight? We got the ball first. They won the coin toss and declined, and you know declined in the second half. And we got the ball first and scored in four plays. So um, you know ran ran really well on him. Got a good pass uh, over the top. Daniel Dooley had a really good game uh, offensively. Had a Two, he only had two catches, but a big touchdown catch. He had two interceptions on defense. You know, so a six foot five kid that get out in the open can be some uh, matchup problems for teams. But offensively, um, Evan Vasek, you know, is one of our star running backs. He broke his hand in the Frankenmuth game. So uh, Braden Petrie ran in his spot tonight, and uh, Nathan Harrington or Nick Harrington. I'm sorry, he. Um, has a bad foot sprain on the top of his foot. He got hurt in the Frankenmuth game. So Nathan Halbert came in and played fullback for him and scored two touchdowns and had two two-point conversions. So, you know, just those type of things. Jake Mativa is our JV quarterback. Um, he played the entire second half tonight at quarterback for us. So just being able to have new guys step in, you know, when, when guys go down and for us to not miss a beat, just, uh, you know, again, kind of build that program mentality of, of next man up and be ready to go. Just looking at what you guys have accomplished so far, when you looked at your schedule and you knew what was in front of you, I'm sure you want to always take things week by week, but when you looked at the schedule and uh, you were thinking about how this season could progress, how satisfied are you with five and one? Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody wants to be perfect and stuff, you know, and uh, Frank and Muth, we had a chance last year, both of us sitting at four and oh, and they whooped our butts at their place and sitting at four and oh again this, this year and and they beat us 21 to nothing. So, um, you know, they lost in, in the semis last year. So did we. The year before we lost in the semis, they lost in Ford Field. So, you know, we back-to-back years, we've lost to Frankenmuth and the state champion. Um, Grand Rapids Catholic Central beat us two years ago and won the state championship last year. Chelsea beat us and won the state championship. So uh, we're losing to championship-quality teams, championship-quality programs. And, again, we just need to keep working to make that next step so that we can become that champion-style team. 
you know, you're just learning those lessons along the way. Kind of, And like you said, being a copycat, you can kind of take uh, some of the things that they do and kind of incorporate it into how you're progressing. Just looking at what's ahead for you now, we've got a few more weeks and then we're into the playoffs. Uh, at week six, a lot of people are pretty much uh, punching their ticket. I know they still have to get the, the playoff points and everything else, but there's a lot of teams right now that those six wins are going to be enough. And you guys are right there. What are some things that uh, you would like to really get in worked and improved before we get to that stage? Well, you, where we sit as a Division Four team, we're pretty small, and not only are we small in Division Four, but we also play a schedule that's loaded with Division Five teams. You know, we opened up with Player, who's Division Six. They were five and fell to six, and that kind of hurts us. Uh, we played Alma this year. They've always been Division Four. They fell to Division Five. So John Glenn's the first Division Four team that we played. So when you go look at the standings and you see that we're four and one of the 32 teams that are in based on you know if the playoffs started today we are the 20th team we're the second worst four and one team in the state there's only one worse than us and that's just because we can't control those playoff uh wins so you know i went over john glenn tonight being a division support team will help uh, we got a you know a great test with swan valley next week and we've got croswell lexington um as a division four team you know on the end of the schedule and frank and her um Birch Run played Swan Valley tonight, who's three and two. So we have a tough road ahead of us. We know down the road with these teams, but you know what we talk about, you know, of taking one game at a time is we, we can't control any of those things. We can just control us. So, uh, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get a win next week, obviously that gives you your sixth win, which doesn't mean anything, but it's a good against a good Swan Valley team. And, uh, you know, it gives you those points to start moving. And, you know, one of our ultimate goals, uh, we, we don't really ever have a goal of making the playoffs. We feel like we're always a good enough team to get in. That's not trying to be cocky or anything, but we like to host. Uh, we like being at our stadium. We like being in our locker room. Um, we like our fans. Um, and, and so in order to do that, we have to be perfect throughout the season. And so the boys know what that Frankenwood loss means, and they know they have to play perfect uh, over these next today and, and the next three games in order to have a chance um, to be a home team. After back-to-back trips to the state semifinals, it's a little unusual to hear Freeland described as one of the worst uh, five and one teams out there, but yeah. you know that there's a lot you can work on in order to turn a lot of heads in Division Four. It starts next week with Swan Valley. That has been one of your traditional rivals since you've been at uh, Freeland and you've coached there for a number of years. You've had some tremendous battles with the Vikings. This week, you know, you got the big win over John Glenn, so that was a great way to bounce back from Frankenmuth, but now you got to go in and take on the Vikings. What kind of test do you expect to get from them next week? Um, you know, it doesn't matter what their record is. They, they could be 0-6 next week, and you know they're going to bring it. We played them for homecoming. We've never, since 17 years that I've been here, we've never played them for homecoming. It was just a weird schedule, the way that things spell. We've already had four home games, and so Swan Valley's the last home game we have, so um, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of, of playing uh, a Swan Valley, a Frankenmuth type of team on a homecoming because there's so many distractions to go along with that. But um, obviously, you, like you said, it's a rivalry um, between two teams. It's, it's, it's whatever you name your school and their rivalry, that's our rivalry. It's just that, that type of game where it's going to be physical. Um, you know, they have a young quarterback who's a sophomore, who's got a cannon for an arm and a nice group of receivers. And, you know, when those things don't work for them, they've got a pretty good pounding run game too. So uh, we know we got our work cut out for us. Again, 
best thing about it is, is we get them at home. Um, if there's a bad thing about it is, is we're playing them for homecoming, and like I said, with the distractions and stuff. But we love, like I said, playing in front of our big crowd, and uh, we'll be excited to, to, to get this game. And it's going to be a, a phenomenal atmosphere out there for you guys. You do a great job of getting those numbers, and I can see why getting those playoff games at home is so important to you because you've always had a great home field advantage with your crowds out there, and this is going to be no exception. Looking at the situation right now, where would you say you stand in trying to get that home playoff game at this point? You know, we just need a lot of help. Um, you know, there's projections out there, and they've got us playing like a, a North Branch or a Croswell Lexington or a Goodrich. And again, all four Division Four schools that are all bigger than us, and they play a Division Four schedule. So it's tough with that. But Croswell's got to play North Branch still. So somebody obviously has to lose that game, and that can swing things a little bit. Like I said, we get to play Croswell still. So if we're fortunate enough to, to get these next couple of games before we get to them, um, that can get us back home. But like I said, we can't control anybody else besides ourselves. And we got to take care of uh, Swan Valley first and, and um, you know, let, let the, the, the chips fall where they may. For what it's worth, I was following that Croswell-Lexington game tonight, and they were in a battle. It was a two-point game in the third quarter. So – there's always going to be these kind of games as we get closer to the playoffs. In fact, I was just looking right now at all the matchups that are taking place tonight in the top 10 in every division. you got teams that are in the top 10 facing each other tonight, so there's no yeah. easy victories for anybody out there, really. No, no. I saw undefeated Whitehall is playing uh, Michigan Oak Ridge, who's undefeated, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central is undefeated. They played Grand Rapids uh, South Christian, who's undefeated, so... Yeah, I think you had the number one in Division 5 play the number one in Division 4, and the number two in Division 4 Whitehall is playing undefeated Oak Ridge. So, yeah, there's some battles out there for sure. So, that, again, like you say, you can't control any of those games. We went and did what we were supposed to do tonight, and uh, we'll, we'll figure stuff out with film on Sunday and, and get ready for uh, the Crosstown rivalry come, come next Friday night. I am very much looking forward to it. I had the fortune of covering so many Swan Valley Freeland games, covered them at your place. I had a chance to cover them in Saginaw. It is always a phenomenal matchup. Anytime you two teams get together, it's two great communities coming together on a Friday night in October with so much on the line. There's not much more you can ask for than that. Nope. No, that's again, that's why you play. You know, we, we look at, uh, you know, they, they played Croswell Lexington week one and lost that game, and they played Frankenmuth week two. And if they're fortunate enough to get Birch run tonight, I'm not sure if they won or not. You know, they'll, they're on a four-game win streak coming in, so you know they're riding high. And uh, if they're able to knock us off, that gives them a second place in uh, in the Tri-Valley. Um, and, and so, you and again, to come in and ruin our homecoming, they, I'm sure they got nothing more would excite them to, than to do that. Well, you've got it on your home field, so you got to defend the home turf. But I want to touch base on something uh, else that's been going on with you today because you messaged me and you told me it was a crazy day for you. Your son is getting married tomorrow. Jacob is tying the knot, so all the best to him, you, Jen, and the rest of the Townsend family. I've been friends with you guys for so many years. You had to go through a lot in order to get that to happen. You told me that you had the rehearsal at two, you had a dinner, and then you had to coach your kids. So you have been extremely busy today. And and when you called, I could tell you were just trying to catch your breath because this has been a crazy day for you. But it's also an exciting one, too. What's going through your mind right now as you get ready to have this big moment tomorrow? 
Well, we're supposed to be these tough football player guys and coaches, but I could literally cry at any minute with like anything that's going on, like an emotional roller coaster. My day started at at five o'clock this morning and just you know running nonstop. And like you said, we had we had dinner um, or we had uh, you know rehearsal um, out at the Fortress Golf Course in Frankenmuth. So not only is he getting married, he's also getting married out in Frankenmuth. So I get to go back there again, and um, you know, and then we had dinner, and my dad's in here from. North Carolina, he drove in. I don't get to see him too often, so that's cool that he's here and just having family around and and, and love having everybody under one roof. And it's going to be an exciting evening still ahead of us. And then can't wait for tomorrow. And, and so happy for Jacob and his uh, fiance Kareem. A new addition to the Townsend family and another individual joining the Sack family. I love it. I'm so excited for you guys. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. All my best to Jen and Jacob and the rest of the Townsend family and, and the whole Sack family all together. You guys have been very supportive of me throughout the years, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being a part of this show, yes, and all the best to you yes, guys sir. tomorrow. All right, we appreciate you. Thanks, stuff for everything you do for us and for our kids. Would you like to hear more about the Freeland Falcons? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. I have had many conversations over the years with Freeland Falcons head coach Kevin Townsend, and you can find all of those episodes at aduffsaid.com. You can also listen to them by going to the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Facebook. Just look up my page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also find me on Twitter. Just look for Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true because that's what a Duff said.